I said I lived in a van when I was 18. Embarrassingly enough, I've also admitted that I had a roommate in the van. But I'm here to tell you that wasn't the plan. I moved up to the suburbs of Atlanta after high school to live with a friend and his mom as we got on our feet. The plan was to work in the greeting card business, but we kind of just made that up, just like you would tell your parents now. I'm going to work in social media, right? But here's the kicker. His mom had some extra room for us, but she only had one arm. Living life with one arm, you have to make some changes that you might not think about. You can't butter bread with just one arm, so she used aerosol butter. Same with all the condiments in the fridge. Squeezable ketchup and mustard, of course. Also, squeezable mayonnaise, sprayable olive oil. All sorts of things have to be changed when you're missing an arm. Don't take your appendages for granted, people. Driving a car was tough. She had to put a knob on there so she could turn the wheel with just one arm. I'm told that the knob came off in her hand one time, and all she could do was stare. Sarah was real cool. At Halloween, she dressed up as a mad scientist using her nub to hold a jar that had half an arm in it. People weren't as cool to her, though, so she tended to be friends with animals more than peeps. When we moved in, she had five dogs, three cats, a goat, and a pig. The pig didn't last long, but we still had a deal to pick up pig slops. So every Wednesday, we got in my Dodge 500 convertible, and we went and picked up three five-gallon buckets of old rotting fruit from a produce stand. Well, we didn't make it too long living with Sarah, a.k.a. the one-armed woman, before really scheduling got the best of us. We worked late nights at a restaurant. She got up early to go to the animal rescue. So we really did get into it. 18-year-olds don't have a whole lot of respect. She threw us out a month or two in, and that's how we ended up living in the van. Don't worry, though. When we start joshing around today, I will tell you the happy ending to that story. I also want to talk about gym coaches and cheese crackers. So put your hands in the air, clap them loud. Let's start joshing around. Girl Scout cookie season can't end soon enough. I've eaten so many cookies, I might just become a Samoan. My thin mints aren't working because I just keep gaining weight. I got on the scale the other day. It said I weighed fat hundred pounds. And that's trouble because summer is right around the corner. Literally here in Florida, summer's like weeks away. How am I going to get in shape? I'm going to train like a boxer. <laughs> yeah, just like we heard yesterday. Me and Rocky, we're going to be on that same music montage for the next couple of weeks. I do sit-ups without sitting down. Yes, yeah, simulate them in the air. It's better for your back, and you don't have to get on the filthy ground. Take it from me, a guy who used to smoke himself thin but now has to actually work like the rest of us. Another great weight loss program might be to get paired up with a homeless person. Think about it. Jenny Craig introduces you to Rufus Jones. You go out to lunch and dinner together. He just stares at you as you eat, so you finally end up giving him half your meal. Look at you. You're cutting down on calories already. Everybody should adopt a homeless person. I don't want to sound like a callous real estate agent down with the homeless, but they're usually homeless because of mental illness or drug addiction, not a lack of opportunity or a change in circumstance. That said, I had a homeless person when I was in high school. His name was Alvin. He lived behind a furniture store, so he had a mattress to sleep on, a recliner to sit on. He was smart enough to recruit high school kids, so he had a job buying beer for them. And he was really into get-rich-quick schemes. Whenever we'd tell him one, he would say, Oh my God, you're going to make thousands of dollars. Gotta be kindless, unless you are just spineless. And in that case, 
I got no time for. This mess, and I don't rest until everybody here is well fed, okay, and well dressed too. Hey, look at you and pop that collar, dust them shoulders off. Ready? Let's throw them boulders off. Prometheus gave us fire, let's spark it off. Everybody hold your cell phones down now, boss. Hog never wanted this here. I'm telling you the Pico train is near, so let's grab that gravy. Let's get it till it's gone. I'm calling you on MST, and yo, Dawn is probably breaking in Anchorage, Alaska soon, but probably not, because it's not near noon. Over here on EST, when you hearing me, it's played out, but I don't want to have to be seen. That's fine to be heard, and I will throw my anchor down. I don't want to be absurd, but we can just wank it down. <laughs> I got my swagger down, and I'm not sure. If I should double check it, was there co-check at the door? Now, I'll explore a little more of me in the insides, but I don't want an x-ray. I'm x-ray in my mind. I'll let it here. I'll let it go now. Fine. I'll see you, everybody, on the next time. There's another echo from Real Style Freestyle's channel. I apologize if I'm messing with the format here, but I just get so excited over on the Real Styles channel that somehow I want to bring that love back to Josh and around, even when it's not Friday, period. <laughs> that said, go check out Real Style Freestyle. I'm going to put the link in this segment. He puts on a great show each and every day. He is a real sound artiste. I grew up Catholic, and Catholic I still am. In fact, if you go to a church near me, you might get to hear me speak as the voice of the people every couple of weeks. One of my favorite parts about Catholicism is communion. Now, in most of the Christian religions, they do break bread. That was a thing that Jesus did. Catholicism's no different, except they do it real organized, like everything else. The priest gets all the dishes out, and he takes the communion wafer, and he holds it up and he tells everybody, speaking as Jesus in the first person, he says, take this all of you and eat it. This is my body, which has been given up for you. And it's great. It's a nice airy wafer. One time in church though, they dropped that main source of communion wafer. I don't know all the rules from seminary, but I guess you can't eat Jesus off the floor. All the church stores are closed on Sunday, so they had to go to a church two towns over to get more communion wafers. You know, they don't sell communion wafers to the average person, but if you're at the store and you want something similar, you can get better cheddars. This is a Nabisco cheese cracker that's light and airy, just like Jesus, except it's packed with a Wisconsin cheese punch. I'm a big fan of cheese crackers. Cheez-Its are my favorites. Cheez-It makes an extra toasty cheese cracker now that's out of this world. I definitely recommend it. Don't get the snack mix, it's bunk. And the generic form of Cheez-Its, cheese nips, yeah, they're okay too. What I don't recommend is the cheese on cheese crackers made by the Keebler Elves. These are the orange crackers with some sort of orange cheese-ish, maybe sometimes peanut butter. Don't mess with cheese on cheese. Stick with Cheez-Its, extra toasty, unless you want to break crackers with your brothers and then grab those better cheddars. One of Sarah's four dogs was a fat dog with a teeny tiny little head. Found out this is a particular kind of dog, not a breed, but a type, I refer to it as rathead fat body dogs. And you'll see them around with their fat rolly bodies and their little teeny rat heads trying to scrounge for food or ruffle around in the dirt. Whatever dogs do, look out for a rathead fat body dog near you. As a teen, I did let my mind run wild a little more than now because, you know, I'm a buttoned up father of three. I've got a mortgage and blah, blah, blah. I'm an adult. In any event, I came up with a great song when I was leaving the pool area of one of my apartments in college. It was about a girl reading a magazine, and it went like this. Increasingly fat bitches with mega titties better catch them boys while you can. I really like how it harmonizes at the end.
one of the things that got us thrown out of Sarah's house was really not in my control. There happened to be a wasp in our Florida room, and my roommate told me he was deathly allergic to wasps. So there I was, armed with James Clavell's showgun in paperback, aiming to hit this wasp who rested on the cage I kept a carved Don Quixote in. Never cage the invisible dreamer. Bad things will happen. Well, Sarah comes in to see what all the noise is about because she's sleeping. And that's where, cocked with shogun in one hand, I hold up a finger in her face with the other. So now I'm rudely telling a one-armed woman, you, hush, I've got to kill this wasp. Didn't do us any favors the next morning. <laughs> we weren't long for the house and heading towards the van. Sorry, Sarah. So I've said it before, though I may not believe it 100%. The only people that really tell the truth about others in our society today are kids, the homeless, and bikers. I used to say big black mamas. I replaced them with bikers because of diamond and silk. I don't believe everything that they're saying anymore. So I had to toss out the whole part of the equation. Sorry, BB dubs. In any event, kids are more honest than anybody. Having kids myself, I know you have to keep them on a tight leash, especially when you see something out of the ordinary. Does this happen to other parents as well? Josh Killjoy here, and what do you call a man with no arms standing at a street corner? Oh, wait a minute. Let me back that non-PC joke back up and get back to the start of this. Let's say my son was five years old, and I love kids because they're honesty and kind of hate them because they're untrustworthiness. But kids do tell you what's on the line, right? We need to ask them a question. They give you the truth. Well, I was standing in front of a storefront uh, when my son was the age of five. And uh, we were looking out into the street, and at that same time, a man exited the store with no arms, right? Not just arms had been cut off, but some type of thing where arms were gone. And he had small little claws coming out of his shoulders and liked to wear a tank top. Okay, this is what happened. My son looks over him and points from one inch away from his arms and screams, Oh my God, Dad! What happened to that man? I just smiled like I'd just eaten a... Uh, lasagna like Garfield walked away. Killjoy, out. And we wonder why Sarah was more comfortable with dogs, cats, and a pig. <laughs> Thanks for your call, Killjoy. In junior high school, we had the most stereotypical gym teacher and football coach ever. His name was Coach Cook. He wore those bike coach shorts, real short, either blue, white, or red. Always had a big circle in the back pocket. Said it was athletic tape. I don't know, he spit a little too much for me. Super redneck tan all around his neck, face, and arms. But yet if he took off his shirt, it would be whiter than the white V-neck itself. His hair, short, crop-cut, bozo cut, so it was red bald on top. He wore some thick, clear, fat room glasses and a push broom mustache, right? Coach Cook, he would tell us at football practice, Boys, I know you're sitting at home, drinking your Kool-Aid, you eating your moon pies, you need to get out here. And then when we get ready to stretch, he'd say, Okay, everybody ready? One, two, three. Three, exercise. And that's how I want you to start your next exercise routine. You ready? It's time to get fit. Let's get rid of those cookies. It's not going to be fat hundred pounds come summer. Ready? One, two, three, exercise. Anchor is such a positive place and we're all lucky to be here. Thank you so much for listening to what I have to say. Thank you for saying what it is you say because I've heard so many things, not just today, but through my Anchor career that have really helped me carry on. And I hate to be so dramatic about it, but someone said to me just this very day, a day I really needed to hear it, that you got to watch out. The universe is mindful of how you are. If you're negative, it's going to bring negativity to you. It's 
going to serve you exactly what you're looking for. So, hey, Anchor, thank you so much for always pumping the positivity. Let me do the same. I owe you a happy ending. And here we go. Several years after getting evicted from Sarah's house, she got married. I grew up, matured a little bit, and was lucky enough to get invited. It was a beautiful private ceremony held in their backyard. But it was the reception I'll really remember. It was at a bar called Cowboys, just outside of Conyers, Georgia. We went and had a good time for sure. Sarah rode the mechanical bull. That's right. I got to see a one-armed woman ride a mechanical bull. It was majestic. Also, we did a bunch of line dancing, and then I stumbled across a breathalyzer machine that was there for amusement purposes only. Somebody wasn't very amused. I guess their blood alcohol level wasn't as high as their bar tab indicated, so they punched a hole through the wall. <laughs> these things happen at Cowboys, and these kind of stories happen when we get together and start joshing around. Today, we learned about a great football coach. I hope you got some exercise in. And in a pinch, if you want to be closer to God, try some better cheddars. Hey, the next time we all get together, let's do that thing I named the show after. How about that? Talk to you then.